you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leaving up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor, let's go! Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined as always by Brandon Anderson and professional better Raheem Palmer. This is the big picture on buckets where we break down whatever the big conversation is in the NBA on today's show. Well, we're going to have to, to shine a little sunlight on the show. Here comes the sun. We're talking about Phoenix. We're talking about the Warriors, about the Western conference. We'll break all that down. Plus uh, news on MPJ, et cetera. First, I want to tell you, if you're betting anything, if you're betting absolutely anything uh, in the sports world, you're going to want to do so and track it using the Action Network app. It's an award-winning app that lets you find out where the money's coming in, sharp signals, projections. You can track props, any sort of picks, futures as well. Track all of that in the Action Network app as well as get analysis from the Action Network crew. And you can follow picks from Brandon and Raheem as well as their NFL picks, which you can also hear more about on their podcast, which is on the Action Network podcast, Mondays and Fridays with Brandon and Raheem. Big bets on campus. If you're into college, if you're in the NBA, you're probably into college basketball a little bit. If you want to find out anything about that, it's bowl season as well. Big bets on campus with Colin Wilson and Stucky. Check that out wherever you get podcasts. All right, gents, let's get into this. So we're recording this on a Monday. On Tuesday, one of the biggest games of the early season is heading towards us as the Phoenix Suns gets set to take on the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be, should be a fun one. Uh, as of right now, everybody is mostly healthy, which is always a good sign and a rarity in the NBA right now, since most everybody else is hurt. So um, I want to talk about the Suns. I'm writing about them right now for Action Network. They are on a 16-game winning streak headed into this game. Um, I bet the under on their season win total. So I'll go ahead and raise my hand. Uh, that's my bad. I, I, I'll take the foul. That's mine. Um, that's going to be dead. I'll just go ahead and, and be cool with that. That's dead. My The thought process is, was, one, they're not going to be as healthy. Two, Cameron Payne's going to regress. And three, they're just likely going to be not as good. They're still going to be really good, not going to be as good. Like My plan for them this season was, you know, I'm going to fade their regular season and then be ready to bet them in the playoffs because I think they're well-built for the playoffs. DeAndre Aiden missed significant time and it has not mattered. Now, they don't rank at the top of any of the injury rankings. If you go to like mangameslost.com, 
Um, they don't rank there because they've, you know, been healthy outside of that. Like they haven't had any sort of other injuries. And of course, like those things can always hit you. Those things are unpredictable. Um, but I will just say they've had the, the knock on them is that they have had the 30th ranked strength of schedule so far. However, they've also taken care of business. Like this is how you build a big regular season record is you just, you take care of it. They're not destroying teams. Like they don't have as many double digit wins as you would expect in a 16 game winning streak. But this team definitely is looking like they're going to give Golden State a serious run for its money. Their uh, conference seeding spot right now at DraftKings is uh, the over under is one and a half with it juiced towards the over. But if you want to bet that they're going to basically get the number one seed, you can get plus 135 on them right now to finish with the number one seed in the Western Conference above, presumably, the Warriors, since everybody else is kind of very a very distant second. Um, Brandon, let's start here. Are the Suns live to win the NBA title? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to say that the Suns are live to win the title in that they literally just were in the NBA finals like well, four or five months ago and led and had a chance to win. And this is the same team, basically. They, they ran it back. And uh, are they live? I think, yes, they're live. They're not the favorite. They, to me, are not one of the top favorites yet still. Uh, but they're live because I think that the, you know, the, the saying that they're live is basically saying, Hey, this is a good team still from last year. And also we're not really sure who the clear title favorite should be. Like the, the books are still saying the nets. I'm not feeling great about the nets. I'm not feeling certainly as well as I might have a month or two ago. Surely obviously not feeling as well about the Lakers chances. It just, it feels more open. So we kind of discredited the Suns' run last year because of, well, you know, they got a lot of bounces. They got this injury and that injury and all that. Well, there are a lot of bounces happening again this season. So I think by nature of there being a lot of bounces happening and a lot of injuries and some of the top contenders maybe not being top contenders or as much of top contenders, I think that alone with the Suns having a very high floor makes them live. I don't know if that really is going to satisfy a lot of Suns fans, though. Well, I guess there's Raheem. Let's go here. Um, if you, if I told you, hey, I'm going to give you. For most people, it's 100. For you, it's like 10 grand. Um, if I'm going to give you like 10 grand, I want you to put your money on one NBA team to win the title right now. You got the Phoenix Suns at plus 1300 is the best that I've seen them at. They're lower at BetMGM. Uh, DraftKings and Caesars, Caesars has them 13 to one to win the NBA title. Do you think that they are relative to value, right? Like, are they're still below the Warriors because all the focus is on the Warriors? They're still below a lot of teams in these conferences. Um, the Jazz are, are plus 1200 at Caesars, the Suns are still plus 1300. Like, there's still skepticism here. Uh, are they the most undervalued and therefore best valued bet if you're looking to bet an NBA future in the Western Conference? In the Western Conference, by far. I think it's it's obviously a, a three team race. I don't believe in the Lakers at all, so I'm I'm pretty much scratching them out. It's like they, they shouldn't be priced at plus eight hundred at all. I think the Warriors, there's still some some value in the Warriors at plus six hundred because they're just that much better than everybody. 
but I also don't believe in the Jazz. So to me, I think the next tier down is the Suns. And at plus 1,300, I do think there's some value there. So I, I think you kind of have to take it. Given that, are you going to bet the Suns win title? Um, you know, I'm kind of conservative with these things. Like, like a lot of times when I'm, when I'm betting a team to win a title, I absolutely think that they're probably the best team. And I don't necessarily think that. I think the Warriors have an edge over them. I also think if they were to play the Bucks. I don't think they have an answer for Giannis. And I think we saw that last year. There's a lot of other teams out of the East that I think can give them some problems as well. So I don't necessarily think this team is the best team. I just think they're probably one of the better teams in the West. So I'm going to hold off for now, but I do think there's some value there. I disagree. I don't think that. I, I think there may be some value. I don't think there's great value. Um, I think that you're a we're clearly buying high on the Suns. Like the last time you ever should be buying a future is at the tail end, presumably of a 16 game win streak. You know, maybe not, maybe we're on a 30 game win streak and we're right in the middle, but odds are that we're probably toward the end. We're probably, you know, the fact that we're having this conversation right now, we finally have to talk about the Suns. <laughs> like we've, we've kept kind of avoiding them even on the podcast. We're like, Oh, well, you know, it's the Suns. They're, they're good. They're fine. But that we're having this conversation is like, it's the peak value spot. And I just think, you know, Matt, you talked about this in our Slack of it, you don't want to peak too soon. If the playoffs started tomorrow and we're betting on will the Suns win the title, I think, yes, then there is a, some value at plus 1300. But we're still, you know, five months away from this really, really mattering. And Chris Paul, like Chris Paul has not been a beacon of health. We got to keep him healthy. We need full Chris Paul to have any chance at winning a title. I think we all agree on that. And we need to see, can they get the big men healthy back rotation figured out? Uh, there, there are a lot of things that still need to go right for Phoenix and that need to still go wrong for a bunch of these other teams. We need the Lakers to have not figured things out. We need Kawhi to not be back. You know, we need a bunch of other check marks on the list. Even then, I think that the Suns, I think the Suns are underdogs in the conference finals and the finals and possibly one more series before that, depending on the matchup. Oh, so if that's the case, I don't think I'm taking them at 1300. I think that the big thing for me is, do you see this, this line actually going down? Because when you start 17 and three, I'm not sure that you'll get a better price a month from now or two months from now. Yeah. So I think it does. I think it does go down because yeah, at 17 and three, maybe the books are just like, yeah, well, we, we've all agreed now the Suns are one of the top tier teams and we're going to keep them there. If this was, you know, I, I don't think the Warriors price is going to drop too much. If the Lakers or the Nets or whoever, you know, we've even seen that with the Nets, like they haven't really done anything that exciting, but the price is just hung up there all year. I don't know if the Suns have earned betters or books respect enough to, to have that. Like, I think at some point when they fade a little bit, you know, even at 17 and three, like expected win loss is closer to 15 and five. That, that's what this team feels more like to me in this 16 game win streak. They have six wins by six or fewer points. And again, you get credit for those. You get wins for all of those, but chances are over the season, you're going to lose one or two of those. And it's like, it, if you lose two of those games, you're still 15 and five. You're still the second best team in the NBA by record but are we having the same conversation? I, I think, I think like the 16 game win streak thing is kind of in some ways 
juicing this conversation the way that the triple double thing juiced the Russell Westbrook MVP thing. Like we're getting excited about this streaky number and it's pushing the conversation a little further, I think, than it maybe would would have otherwise. I think I think the one thing that I'll say about this Suns team, and and I don't necessarily know that look, they're not blowing teams out. But when you when you look at their games, look, and 10 point games, they're they have they had 10 games that finished by 10 or more. They're eight and two in those games. So in 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 three point games, they're one and one. So they're beating the teams that they have to beat. And then when you look at their record in the clutch, they're eight and one with the offensive rating of 136, defensive rating of 80, 88, net rating of 47.8. And you can look at that and say it's fluky, but last year they pretty much they were just as dominant in the in the clutch. They were 25 and 12 in the clutch. And like, so this team with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you got two guys who can hit mid-range jump shots at will. Like, Chris Paul's in the 90% in mid-range jumpers. So I, I just don't know how that's going to truly regress and we're going to see this number go down. So I, I think if you have to take it, you want to take it before you start to see this number go into the plus 800s and the plus 700s because I think right now it's pretty clear that you got three teams in the West who could win this thing. I know people are going to say the Lakers could figure it out. I don't see it. Well, let's, let's go there, right? So one of the problems I think is if we look at the title, we're worried about the Nets. We're worried about the Bucks. okay? I wouldn't love a matchup versus the Heat. I'll just say that. I don't think that that's a great matchup for the Suns. The Heat's half-order offense is garbage. We've talked about that before. We will continue to talk about that. But uh, they can switch. They can match up. They can kind of grind the game down. So I don't love that matchup. Do we love him against the Sixers? Because I, I, I think the Sixers, I mean, let's just assume Ben comes back. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't believe in the Sixers. I just don't. Okay. Um, I, I don't. It's okay if you do. It's an interesting matchup. I think, I think if you're, I think if you're trying to find somebody that can bang with Aiden or with Embiid, Aiden's a, is pretty good, right? Athletic, young, mobile, big, can handle the size. Isn't going to get bowled over the, the Sixers like model, I think, is a little wonky. Like their perimeter, they've got Tybal to throw on one of Devin or Chris, but the other one probably goes a little bit nuts. The Ben thing, I think, is a real a real position of instability. I just don't think we can really put them there. Um, but let's look at the Western Conference. Let's look at that because you're not getting thirteen hundred, but you are getting you can get five twenty five at Caesars for the conference at DraftKings. It's 450. So it's it's even shorter. Like FanDuel's got 390. FanDuel's high on the Suns. FanDuel has the Suns short um, relative to all the other books. So, Brandon, uh, if we just look, if we remove the Bucks, the Nets, and we just look at the conference, okay? And you're basically talking about the Lakers. Do you think they can get it together? The Nuggets are in trouble because of the MPJ stuff, right? Um, I'm not worried about the Mavericks. I'm not worried about the Blazers. Those teams are not on the level. Um, the Clippers here are kind of hanging because of the, the possibility of a Kawhi return, but we don't know. And then this game Tuesday versus Golden State. Do you like the Suns more as a conference bet rather than a title bet if you can get them 525 or better? So I think that I like the Suns best 
you know, if, if you give me the same question and we'll speak in Brandon terms, so I'll just take the hundred dollars on this bet. So if I'm, if I'm betting my hundred dollars on the Suns, where am I making my investment? I am not putting a hundred dollars on the title odds. I'm not putting it on the conference odds. I think if I'm investing on the Suns, and I'm probably just not right now because I think that I'm buying in at too high a value. But if I am, I think I'm buying it on a regular season something. I'm going to buy the one seed. I'm going to buy the division odds. Basically, mm-hmm. you're getting near coin flip division odds, which is just a head-to-head with the Warriors. So if, if you're just like, oh, well, Steph probably won't stay healthy all year. Draymond's talking about back injury stuff. The Suns are clearly going to be a very, very good regular season team and have a lot of depth to kind of hang in there. I buy that. I, I buy that possible value. The, the odds to me on the West, you know, basically around four or five to one, I still have a hard time getting there because I think that they're almost certainly, I think the Suns are underdogs in a conference finals based on whoever else is going to get there. And I just, I don't know if I buy them even as being, I think that they're closer to a coin flip to me in whatever the second round matchup is, depending on who that is. Like the, the teams that you kind of ruled out, they're clearly better than, but the good version of those teams, whether it's a Blazers or a Mavericks or whatever, the, the version of them that made the second round and was good enough to get there, I think is good enough to at least not just shrug off against the Suns. I think that they're at least in the mix. So yeah, I just don't think they get stops, right? Like that's the thing. I just don't think I just don't think they can get stops. Like let let me speak in praise of the Suns real real quick from a from a matchup perspective. Um, When you watch them, this is kind of what you come to. Uh, So whenever I'm looking to see if a team is is overperforming and is a a prime spot for like long term regression and to be like they're not this good, Um, and vice versa. Whenever I'm looking for like, all right, is are they really this bad? Um, I, AKA the Pacers conundrum. Um, what I look for is first, I, I I'm always going to look at those shooting percentages. What's their expected shooting percentage versus what's their actual. Um, next, I'm going to look at the clutch performance, which Raheem mentioned. Um, and then I'm going to look at Pythagorean expectation and look at just say like, all right, point differential versus strength of schedule. What does that look like? Uh, here, here's kind of what the numbers tell you. The numbers say that, they're probably not as good as their record by about two to three wins. Like this looks more like a 15 win team than a 19 win team right now. Um, You can get to where you get bogged into this stuff, but a lot of it is just basically like the schedule is a very big deal here. Like they are because they're actually on dunks and threes.com, which I will mention pretty much every week on this podcast, because I think it's absolutely essential for understanding the NBA. Um, the Suns are actually fourth in net rating. They're on a 16 game win streak and they're fourth in net rating. That's a little bit of an alarm. Yeah. Like, and, we're, and we're 20 games in. So they're, yeah. they're on a full season win streak basically. And still fourth in net rating there. Yeah. Because they're 11th in adjusted offensive rating, third in adjusted defensive rating. And as I mentioned earlier, 30th in strength of schedule. Um, now you, you, that's how you win these things. But a lot of it is like, they're not, their cover rate isn't super high either. Like the against their, their performance against the spread isn't stellar. They're not just like a covering machine like Utah was last year, beating every team by double digits. That's not the Suns. Yeah. Um, under the hood, the shooting stuff is actually a, is fine and good. Cause what, what the shooting stuff basically says is um, here, here's a good example of how to contextualize this stuff. 
So like cleaning the glass has location effective field goal percentage, which is like based off of where you shoot from across the league average, how well should you shoot versus how well are you shooting? Um, the Suns have a, a massive differential there. It's it's Nick's last year esque um, on the defensive side, only for the offensive side. Like they're not taking high quality looks and they're nailing them at a high rate. But when you use second spectrum data, which factors in how tight the contest is, it dramatically changes. And the Suns go to seventh best with the, I think, third best effective field goal percentage. So because here's how this works. Only Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Cameron Payne, who is regressing the way that I I thought he would, win for me. Only those three guys are taking low percentage shots and converting, and only of them, only Chris Paul and Devin Booker are converting at a high percentage, which is what you would expect for superstar players. That's why you pay those guys. Everybody else in their rotation, if you take out Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, and the guys that are not really in the rotation, everybody sub 100 minutes so far in the season, and you look at their expected field goal percentage, their expected field goal percentage would be best in the league above the Warriors by two percentage points. So this is what they're doing. They have a really sound model. Chris Paul and Devin Booker do superstar shit. Everybody else knows their role and only takes good looks. And that's why it's like a sustainable model. Um, This Warriors game is going to be very interesting on a number of levels because like if we're really getting down to it from where we sit right now, I'm like, look, I'm not counting the nuggets out. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Like MPJ is a loss. They're not cooked. I disagree with Raheem on this. They're not cooked. And we'll talk about that in a second. They're not dead because MPJ is a pretty flawed player. Even, even when he was healthy, Um, they still have a lot to bring to the table. But if we really look at it right now, if we're, if we're with Raheem on like, well, look, the Lakers right now, we can't take seriously, which I think is true. We can talk about it later, but right now we can't take them seriously. We're really just talking about in the West about Golden State. That's yeah. it. Like, that's the only serious team because uh, Portland, Dallas, Memphis, none of those teams can get stops. And the Clippers are the only team that can get stops, but they would need Kawhi, I think, for us to, to feel like, like if we look, if, if Kawhi comes back, we're probably going to have an emergency episode and be like, should we just bet the Clippers right now? Yeah. Right. But this matchup versus the Warriors would be very interesting. I think because we you don't see a lot like right, don't ever take regular season results and try and translate into the playoffs, but look at the matchups. And my question is going to be, can the Suns punish the small ball warriors? Because the, the warriors have, have I've been surprised at this. Usually Kerr plays centers. They've just been playing Draymond a lot at the five. They've just been playing a lot of small ball. Like they feel pretty confident. They can get away with it. And this is going to be the first game where, they're going to switch everything, which if you look at the numbers, the Suns have had more trouble versus switching defenses. They just haven't faced many because they faced bad teams and bad teams can't switch because they don't have the personnel. So this is going to be an interesting question of can JaVale McGee, who has been absolutely phenomenal for them, and can those guys in the second unit punish them in the small ball? Can Aiton punish them in the small ball? Can they punish them or is their offense going to fall into the trap of dribble, 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 dribble? I can't do anything here because they're switching everything. Pull up contested jumper warriors beat you with math yeah looking at the suns deandre ayton is so important to this team and i think that that's where i still get a little held up and and look i've been very wrong on ayton i was very low on him out of the draft he was fantastic last year in the in the playoff run but there's there's a difference between what fantastic he was versus like when i look at each matchup of what it could be in a western key matchup in the playoffs or in the finals 
it keeps coming back to Aiden. It's like either you need Aiden to be able to get out and switch and do everything like against in in this Warriors thing, or you need Aiden to match up to all the Lakers size if they're actually healthy and get back to what the Lakers can be, or you need Aiden to defend Giannis, or you need him to defend Embiid. You know, like it's so many times it comes back comes back to him, especially with Sarich out and with you know the with like look. JaVale McGree has been fantastic, but we've seen JaVale McGee in the playoffs. Like that's not really going to be a playoff solution. It's going to have to be Aiden for a majority of the minutes. And I think, yeah, I, the, the offensive profile that you talked about was interesting because this is extremely not the sort of offensive profile I like to bet on. You know, they are, I think, third to last in three-point attempts. They're second highest in twos made. That's very much not the modern NBA. And in my head, I translate that as like, yeah, well, that's going to regress. That offense is not going to be good enough eventually. But then it's like, well, yeah, they're making all the twos because they're either getting really good looks that CP setting up or it's Chris and Devin hitting their shots, which that's what they do. Like their, their offense is built to be a playoff offense, but like it's not going to get worse in the playoffs where so many others will. So I, I struggle with it. My, my question for you is this, Matt. So you asked uh, yesterday when we were talking is this a two-team race in the West? I guess l- let me answer what I think the answer is to that question because I think that the framing is a little bit wrong. I think it's not a two-team race for two reasons. First reason, I think the Jazz are right there with the Suns. I would put them basically the way the books are, as, as relative even right now. The Jazz are 13-7. and seven. Three of their losses are by a bucket. Two losses without Mike Conley. And we know what the Jazz have been all last year. We know how good they are. By net rating, by SRS, by a lot of those other metrics, the Jazz are ahead of the Suns despite the 16-game win streak. So I think the Jazz are in the Suns tier. I also think the Warriors are not in the Suns tier. I think it's a one-team race in the West right now. I think the Warriors, by net rating, the Warriors are further ahead of the Suns than the Suns are. The Suns are closer in net rating to the Pacers and Timberwolves right now than they are to to the Warriors. It's a huge gap. And I think that this right now, before you watch the game tonight on Tuesday, or at least before they play again Friday, if the Warriors go out and really look at it, and look, we know, regular season, playoffs, not the same thing. If the Warriors beat up on the Suns and look like the Warriors have, I think you lost the value. Right now, with the Warriors at 6-1 to one to win the title, 3-1 to one in the West, the way that their metrics are, and they're going to get Clay back, and that's going to help too at some point, I think that the Suns' win streak is buying us time to still buy in on the Warriors. They're the one team race in the West. I think the Suns are in it, but they're with the Jazz in a clear step back from the Warriors. What do you guys think about that? The one concern I have about the Warriors is that they're just, they're highly dependent on Curry more than, you know, probably the Suns are dependent on. Are they? Chris Paul. I mean, when you look at their net rating, they're, what are they? Plus 20 with Curry on the floor and and just almost even with him out. So it's like they have a, a, a solid bench. But I, I just think if Curry wears down at any any extent, which, I mean, we've seen happen before, I, I don't know if they're that much of a tier above anybody else. Well, I'll say this. It's interesting that like his his off numbers are they are minus 0.8 with him off. Um it's interesting because everybody has a positive and a lot of that's the stagger stuff. That's part of it. 
but like, I feel like the bench has played really well for them. Um, there, yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to argue that the Warriors don't need Steph Curry. Cause I'm not a moron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that like, they are not as dependent on Steph. Like they don't have, the pressure is not on them to win every Curry stint by double digits. The way that like the nuggets are at with Jokic. Like if Jokic goes to the bench, they are going to lose by like seven points, every stretch, yeah. every five minute stretch. He rests. That's like, that's a minus seven um, versus the Warriors can like, they can, they can tread water. They're fine. I went back to the jazz. I, I, here, here's the thing, Brandon. Like I advocated two weeks ago for about like, Hey, the, the jazz are like doing like a lot of things that you want to see. Here's the problem. Every time that they take one of these bad losses, the comments coming out in post game are extremely concerning. It's stuff like Rudy Gobert saying, I don't know how many times we're going to go through this and not learn. That's concerning. Like there's stuff under the hood with Utah that it's like, look, they might be doing the right stuff and heading in the right direction and still be this really quality team. Like all that may be fine. And it just may simply blow up because it's a lot of pressure for them. And they've been together a long time. Like Gobert and Mitchell have been together specifically a long time uh, with angles. So like, that's kind of my concern there. I don't mind the one team race thing. I will just say this, like, look, you know, as betters, we're supposed to be looking for the spots to buy low. Yeah. We're talking about the Suns and the Warriors on a 16 game win streak and leading the league and being the, like the story of it. Like, I'll tell you, like, uh, you know, uh, not last week because I took off for the holiday, but two weeks ago, the Lakers were part of my, my Western Conference bet. I, I, I get all of the, the conversation about the Lakers. I get it. I do. I do. I still feel like with the Lakers, you would have to look at this team and go, Yes, I believe that Anthony Davis is a bad defender in order for you to think that this is who the Lakers are. Because I'm telling you, if you go under the hood, that's a lot of this. Like, if you dig into the film, if you dig into the metrics, everything will circle back because everyone goes like, oh, well, it's Russ. Not. LeBron and AD and LeBron and Russ have a stellar, stellar performance. Like, their numbers are great together. You add in Anthony Davis and it gets worse. Like, I am telling you very specifically, Anthony Davis is the guy that you circle. They had a double overtime game, triple overtime game the other night. He was a minus 21 in that game. Like, so, but we don't think that that's who Anthony Davis is. I mean, there's been talk about maybe that he added too much weight. I I guess my my thoughts on the Lakers is, the question I have for you is, what do you think of people saying that that they actually quit on both? Because I don't see that. I think this is the team isn't as good as it's supposed to be. And the only thing you can do is fire Vogel is fire the coach. That's, that's all you can do. Like they, they, and they genuinely think that the only, I don't know why they think this, but they think the only reason that they play the centers and not 80 at five is because that's what Vogel wants. They, they genuinely think that like, that's what people believe. And like, I guess these people just like haven't watched Anthony Davis's career at any, any point any point in his career ever where he's always played power forward next to a center at all times. Yeah. Like who do you think runs that team? I just, I keep going back to this. Who do you think like every time that there's a decision that they don't agree, the people, the fans don't agree with, who do you think runs that team? Cause it's not Frank Vogel. That's not how this works. All right. We gotta get out of here. Good discussion on the big picture, right? and I'll be back for workshop Wednesdays tomorrow. You can catch it Tuesday night. 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll break down the Wednesday slate. Get your bets. Get you set on that. It's live on YouTube on the Action Network page. Brandon and Raheem and I will back on 
Friday for Friday Happy Hour. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check out Heat Check Wednesday, 6 o'clock Eastern, live streaming at Action Network HQ on Twitter. Make sure to download the Action Network app to track your bets. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll see you guys again next time on Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.